You see, I'm an ambitious, Harvard-educated visionary who deserves to be the most powerful man in the world, and you, you're a fucking idiot who never figured out that the only way to make anything of himself with all that fancy kicking was on Broadway. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System. My name's Alex Humphrey, and I am joined by Sam Draper. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I am good, thank you. Good. And I'm also joined by Chris Redding. Hello. Hey, Chris. Uh, Chris, it was... Well, actually, it was was both your birthdays, wasn't it? We've had two birthdays. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Double birthday. Double birthday. Famously birthday birthday boys at school. Did you have joint parties? (laughs) No, we weren't that close in time. No? There's loads in September, aren't there, anyway? There was loads and loads of birthdays in September. Oh, I don't know, though. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a thing. You could have joint, you know... I, I never realised until this time that we're exactly two weeks uh, apart. I never realised that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Just some insider knowledge behind the screen for the... Uh, <laughs> Exciting, for, eh? those, for those listeners out there who will be like, yeah, we knew it was a birthday. We listen every year. God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about birthdays. We are here to talk about Time Cop, the 1994 Jean-Claude Van Damme sci-fi action film. <laughs> um, the reason we're talking about Time Cop is because every time I saw kind of jokey reviews of Tenant, they were like, oh, it's just Time Cop. Oh, it's just Time Cop, like that. Um, do, that was That's rubbish, isn't it? This is nothing yeah, like Tenant. Yeah, no, that's my first note, yeah. He's like, yeah. what? Yeah, like, I don't know why they said that, really. No. It's not even, I can't even see a, t- a small link. Just because it's not the same sort like of time travel. Law no. enforcement and time travel together in one thing. It must be, wasn't it? Yeah, very tenuous, that's, and that's it? what's yeah. blowing their mind. I guess so. Ah. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, anyway, um, it's by Peter Himes. Does everyone remember what other Peter Himes uh, Himes film we've watched already? No, I don't. Capricorn One. It is Capricorn One, Chris. Yes. Mm. Uh, it's a bit shocking that he directed this and Capricorn One, isn't it? Like, I mean, he'd be an old man at this point, wouldn't he? Though. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, it's also based on a comic series, which I didn't know. Um, uh, there you go. Never read the comic. No, normally. Didn't know. Uh, synopsis-wise, I'll catch you up. The year is 2004, and time travel is real. Unfortunately, it is being used by evildoers for nefarious purposes, but America has the answer in the form of the Time Enforcement Commission and its team of agents, including Max Walker, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, who go back and and prevent time disruptions before they destroy mankind. Um, So that's the plot. Had you all seen Time Cop? Chris, had you seen it? Yeah, I had, but I think it was kind of in my brain getting mixed up with that other one we saw. Universal Soldier. Universal, no, mm. no, the one where he's a cop and he oh. goes back in time or forward in time. Oh, a demolition he man. Go, demolition man. Yeah. See, I get it confused with the one with Jet Lee. You know that? Have you seen that film? Yeah. That's, uh, I get this confused with that, which this is a bit more like that though. Mm. But um, Sam, had you seen Time Cop? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. And then when Ron Silver turned up, I remembered him and I thought, yes, I have seen this film. Yeah. <laughs> He was the thing that reminded me. Yeah. But, but it's uh, one of those films where, like, it's... 
I can't have seen it. For, I think my babysitter had it at some point, in, and I saw it like as a very young kid. <laughs> it's very confused in my brain. I think they had yeah. my babysitter had older older teenage children used to watch things inappropriate in front of me. And I think this is oh. one of the things that I saw inappropriately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is a sex scene in it. There's a lot of violence. There's some yeah. kind of yucky stuff. So yeah, how old were you? Do you reckon when you were exposed to Time Cop? Probably not long after it came out. Although I know it can't because ninety four. The one that I remember a lot is Beetlejuice. Saw that way too young because of my oh. my uh, babysitter's teenage son, and I was absolutely scarred for life by that. I've not. Your seen babysitter's got a lot to answer for. Yeah, what's her name? Should we call her out, or is it a guy? I, I can't remember. I know she lived at the, like, the rough end of town. Uh. <laughs> if you are Sam's babysitter, please get in touch. We'd like to uh, hear yeah. from you. Connect yeah. to us. But if you're really rough, head. don't don't come and beat us up. No, no, yes, but uh, yeah, if you just want to reach out with some funny stories about <laughs> scarring Sam Draper, uh, please do. That's what we like. Um, so this is, according to Wikipedia, it remains Van Damme's highest grossing film as a lead actor. Uh, and it's his second to break the 100 million barrier worldwide. So, you know, it's got some creds. It's got some creds. Uh, we, we open part one, the creation of the TEC. Uh, and there's some pretty cool, like, it's a nice font. I like that font they were throwing those titles at us with. Um, and the music, I thought the music was quite good. I hadn't remembered the music, but it wasn't bad, was it? I don't remember it now, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well. Um, and we're in uh, Gainesville, Georgia, 1863. Um, and it, it's one of them openings where you know what's coming, don't you? Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, it's, it's called Time Cop. It's called Cop. Time Cop, yeah. <laughs> we're back in time. We, we can guess there's going to be a time crime. Uh, it's not that uh, it's not that original um but anyway we jumped to washington in 1994 and there is this scene which i'd completely forgotten existed uh where basically it's the, i, I want to say his name because i thought he was really good windham earl out of twin, twin peaks is it oh yeah windham yes but also uh the guy george spotto played by scott lawrence the, the black guy. That oh, comes yeah, he's, in. yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. And it's basically, it's a scene that you see in so many films, but basically, it's a clandestine meeting, bunch of governors, and this guy comes in from the government and basically pitches them the creation of the TEC. I, I just thought he was a really good actor. Mm, like, yeah. what did you think? He, he really sells this speech, I thought. Yeah. I looked him up thinking he was someone more famous than he was because of because he was quite a presence but he wasn't he's not anyone is he really he's not in much at all but, no yeah. no I, I thought it was like a really for this kind of film <laughs> and this kind of scene i was like no i'm on board with this like he really sells the idea i mean that the fact that you know time crimes are happening america needs to get ahead of it what if saddam hussein went back and built an atomic bomb it's basically a lot of scaremongering but um I, I also like all the side eye you get from ron silver in this scene he doesn't say anything does he, he just sat there looking <laughs> looking so dastardly like for the whole thing, yeah, yeah, he's mm. quite. What do we, what do we all think of Ron Silver, who is the villain ver- from very early on? What do we think of him? It sounds like a joke name, though, doesn't it? Uh, the thing. It sounds ever... like a Steve Farrell name. Yeah. Have you ever seen that um, Heat Vision and what's? Have you Heat seen Vision that? Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that, Chris? No. Because it, basically, it's a kind of parody, Night Rider parody. Yeah. But Ron Silver plays Ron Silver, but he's evil. Yeah. Um, and it kind of... I couldn't really watch this <laughs> without thinking about that because he's quite funny in that. But um, I think he's great in this, though. He is great, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's a wonder he wasn't in more films or in like more of a presence he, in he the know, 80s. He knows what he's doing and he's there to do it. Yeah. 
And he's, I love, he's got like an evil man's beard as well. That like short cropped, but very full beard. It's like, that's a real like, real shit eater's beard that is. Yeah. yeah. No, he's he's nailing that kind of sleazy 80s or Massively. 90s. Yeah. yeah, kind of like, you know, he's got his fingers in everything. And, and all the interactions with him and his past self are just brilliant. He, yes. He's really good at all. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, jumping ahead, he kind of treats his past self like shit, doesn't he? It's fantastic, which is, yeah. Which is quite a good, uh, <laughs> quite a good concept. Um, so yeah, so we're on board here. We know the TEC is going to get set up, but before that happens, we need to cut to show Van Damme's weird sex games with his wife. Um, so we have this kind of scene, which is it's kind of lame, where he's in the market and you're kind of seeing stuff going on, and um, and Van Damme kind of surprises his wife with this weird little. Uh, uh, stuff about sex. Oh, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? This really thing. weird. Um, I mean, the only thing that justifies it is that we do come back to it at a later point. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes it better. But, still creepy. Um, still it kind of splits off like it's. It shows its age of the film because it's like there was an era where you could have like quite sexually explicit stuff mm. in a big movie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? You're like, just throwing this kind of thing in quite early on, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But also, you, like... You couldn't do that now. No. Not really. It's also the area that that's something to, like, champion, isn't it? Like, he's a creep, but, like, he's the action yeah. hero, so he can be a creep. It's that's, yeah. that's what you want to aspire to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also yeah. the era where you can get away with a rollerblading uh, thug <laughs> who steals someone's purse, which I don't think would play uh, in a modern film. No. Uh, and we get to see the first of many of... Uh, Van Damme kicks. I'm doing it with my fingers. That's my representation of a Van Damme kick with my fingers there, because that's how high his foot goes. I've read between down, the lines. I've written down kickbox cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Some I mean, it, it, it's every Van Damme film must. Contain I hate that style. What yeah, that kind of fighting? Of fighting, yeah. I think it's what I remember. It's called artistic. Is it artistic Qatar or artistic? <laughs> Karate. It's more about how it looks than the actual. It's like ballet. It, yes, yeah. he did do ballet. I think he studied ballet. Uh, Thing is, it made down. sense in Kickboxer. Every other film makes no sense. Why is he doing this? No, and and you have to see it, don't you? He, it has to be a, a number of split kicks and high kicks. There has to be a certain <laughs> number of them in this. Um, there also has to be, as I mentioned in, uh, as I think I mentioned when we did Universal Soldier, there has to be one line where someone comments on his accent yeah and the way they do it in this is that his wife just says this thing about oh no one understands you at your job basically because <laughs> yeah. of your stupid voice and it's kind of like passed over as this funny little comment but you know they have to <laughs> say it um don't you think uh you know his hair don't you think oh, they got yeah. it back to front here that like this hair he's got hit <laughs> the hair through the whole film <laughs> And that ridiculous mullet should be the, the one shot. It's stuck on wrong. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, because the mullet is the future hair. From, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. From 10 years in the future. Yeah. I guess you're trying to... Maybe they're implying it took him 10 years to grow mm, that mullet. Maybe. But they're making it like the star has got the most up-to-date hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He looks normal no. in this bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, anyway... The terrible thing that happens here is that uh, JCVD's wife is obviously pregnant and she's obviously going to die. And we get some sex 11 minutes in, as Chris said, some weird sex. It's only been 11 minutes. It's early, isn't it, for Um, sex? It's very early. Should be half an hour or an hour at least. Um, You're not earned uh, it. I mean, I used, you know, 
I don't know why they used to do this in the nineties with these big movies. Mm. You used to get it. You used to get the random like tits in yeah. the in the Steven Stegall movies as well. Yeah, everything. Like, just random appearances of nudity. Yeah, this is no, like a no, proper no. like cliche, that isn't it? Because you've got the candles burning, haven't they? Everything going on. Saxophones, yeah. yeah. like stats. the room. It is like the yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he gets to have sex with her. She's obviously pregnant. She's obviously unhappy and wants to tell him that. But don't worry because she dies. Uh, and obviously, spoilers, but Ron Silver is there as well watching. Um, and yeah, some thugs come down, kill Van Damme's wife, uh, blow up the house. Uh, and now Van Damme needs revenge. Um, but before he can get revenge, we flash back to 1929 with a lot of people jumping out of uh, Wall Street, uh, Wall Street uh, offices. And you get... This is where there's a reflection of a modern building in one of the windows. Oh, is there? Like it's... Yeah, there's a there's like an eighties building in one of the oh, windows. Oh, I, I went on goofs. I immediately went on time cut goofs. <laughs> I can imagine there were a lot, to be honest. Um, yeah, when we were in 1929 as well, there's like where the horse drawn carriage. There's you can clearly see it's being pulled by a truck because the truck <laughs> tire marks are in like the the horse drawn carriages have like little wheels, but then there's massive truck tire marks where the <laughs> So the, the horse, the horse hooves are like leaving a truck tire. Is that yeah? That's the truck. Yeah. The time cop came back in time and he drove up in his truck and he's parked it off the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they bought some sort of like horse stroke tank with them. Horse <laughs> <Strong> tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just people killing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're back here because there's another crime. There's another time crime uh, being uh, committed by Edward, who is uh, uh, Van Damme's older. Uh, old partner and he's just gone back making money isn't he making money on the stock exchange listening to his walkman isn't he there against his will well this is the thing he says i can't tell you i've written it down i can't tell you anything he'll send someone back to wipe out my grandparents it'll be like i never existed my mother my father my wife my kids my fucking cat yeah um start this scene he's loving it he's like yeah "Yeah, this is brilliant (laughs) And then yeah. when, when he turns yeah. up, he's like, no, I don't want to be here. It's like a real... No, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is a bit weird, this scene. Um, and JCVD obviously wants to know who's behind it all. Um, they do do that quite cool thing of where he doesn't he jumps out the window yeah, and then they flash out of existence. That is good. Yes. And I was just like, well, that's ridiculous because everyone... Everyone's going to talk about that because that's mucking with the timelines. Yeah. But then they go to the future and he gets committed to be killed. So they just flash him back in at the same point. And he, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was quite a good, uh, like, it's a good way of fixing the timeline uh, instantly. Do, do you want some real world time travel news? Oh, yeah. Do it. I do. Um, there's a new study about time travel. Yeah. That they think it's happening already all the time. It's very feasible because... Uh, time is a self-healing thing where oh. if the example they gave was if you went back and tried to stop patient zero catching coronavirus yeah, uh, you could do that but instead you would be patient zero and so the events would play out the same so you'd oh. never get a paradox because no matter what, what, what you were about to try and change you would act, you'd inadvertently but Universe would conspire to. You would all, yeah. It would always end up the same way. What if you Which, killed Hitler? What there'd just be a different Hitler. But also, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Because what if you're like three blocks away from Patient Zero? You shoot him with a sniper rifle. You never go near him. You're not going to catch it, are you? So the example's rubbish. 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but you are from a universe which has had patient zero happen. So I think what they're saying is yeah. you would only be there with the rifle if you're from a universe where you know that patient zero existed, so it will still exist. Yeah. It has to exist for you to be able to go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the thing you say you could go. This is Fabio. Go on. Sorry, this is Fabio Costa. This is the Dr. Fabio Costa. Say you travelled in time in an attempt to stop COVID 19's patient zero from being exposed to the virus. However, if you stop that individual from becoming infected, that would eliminate the motivation for you to go back and stop the pandemic in the first place. But how's that? That doesn't solve time travel, does it? No. That's just lo- loads of films do. I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And who's, also behind, way who, they... who's behind this study? Go on, Chris. Oh, well, there's a way that... There's like two different ways, I think, that they do time travel. They be, they set some time, and Star Trek do both. Like, sometimes they work it that way, where you are stopping the reason for you to go back. But sometimes they make it that when you go back, you create the the circumstances for you to go back in the first place. Yeah. Like, yeah. but sometimes I, like I saw a really old program. I think it was like tomorrow's world from the sixties or seventies when I was researching for the reason, like, and like they actually have a scientist on there who's like a physicist and he goes, well, if you go back and shoot your grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you no, if you go back and shoot yourself when you were a kid, say, yeah. you'd, <clears throat> you'd, injure yourself because you'd have been shot as a kid and your arm would be damaged so it would make your arm waver when you shoot yourself or something like that like it's really strange <laughs> like yeah yeah it's, uh, Who, who's, who's behind this is this new study it is then, uh dr fabio costa and jermaine tobar from the uh university of queensland oh okay and it's published in the classic and classical and quantum gravity journal uh, the, 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 la- the last line of it is the range of mathematical processes we've discovered show that time travel with free will is logically possible in our universe without any paradox. So there you go. Uh, I, I think, think, I think they're wrong. Well, yeah. they haven't watched yeah. Time Cop no. uh, or, uh, or any other time travel film. Oh, no, or they have just watched a time travel film and then tried to apply science They've to it. They've written it That's down. Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, uh, talking of things, I mean... We flash here back at this point to the TEC, uh, mm. and there's a bit where the, the boss is like doing a briefing, and he's all like, "Oh, someone's buying up real estate here to make this happen, and oh, can you go and sort that one out? And oh, can you go and sort out the thing where someone's trying to kill that person?" It's a bit like it's a bit weird how many time crimes are going on, isn't it? Do they explain this? how other people have got the time to do it? No, they don't. Isn't it just implied that Ron Silver's just behind all of these time crimes? But how's he doing? You're thinking Ron Bunger, didn't he? He's got the proto. He's got the prototypes of right. the all the gear that they've got. He's got the prototypes. So you think he's the only the person who can do time travel, and it's all coming from him? And yeah, or his agents, or people working for him. <clears throat> this doesn't make any sense, right? Because you'd think to develop time travel, right? You'd need something like. CERN, which costs like billions of quid mm. and many countries working together, right? Yeah. yeah. The whole idea of like having like a nuclear proliferation, like having a terrorist who gets it first, I mm. don't know. I mean, 
maybe further in the future, say if you invented a technology like the nuclear bomb, further in the future it would proliferate to become like yeah, a yeah. household object. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It needs to be that you've yeah. got a time trial booth on yeah. every corner, isn't it, for this to be a thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which would mean that the the safeguards would be already in place. Yeah. And massively bigger than one yes. <laughs> agency in America. Yeah. 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 Or it's impossible, which I would go with. Yeah, I mean, I've just written how do they all have access to time machines so easily, and that isn't ever really explained. Don't you think the uh, the boss is like really overwritten as well? Like every line is like a quip or like a. <laughs> I was, wife, it was, yeah, I was thinking of Chris here. It's SAS Central, isn't it? It is. I yeah, mean, it really there is. is more SAS in Time Cop than one of the. Marvel well, I think it's films. a very. It's like a any police boss. It's kind of a cliche, isn't it? Yeah. But, well, I guess yeah, he had but... to go one extreme or the other. He, had, he, had, he either had to be that kind of like, get in my office now, Jean-Claude. Yeah. Yeah. Or he had to be this kind of wisecracking, like, whoa. Like, I thought he would have been better if he'd been played by, um, you know, the guy, Harvey Fierstein, is it the guy in Independence Day with the voice? I gotta oh, call my yeah. liar. <laughs> it, that's who played this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to see a time, I'd like to see something like Time Cop, where every time you have Keep Jean-Claude Van Damme, but every time he goes back and comes back again, everyone in the office has changed. So he's got a completely different boss and everything's painted wrong. Yeah. And well, like, in theory, that would happen. Well, exactly. That would be really <clears throat> funny. Like, every time he comes back, it's like a different person in charge or, <clears throat> like, because he keeps changing. Yeah, exactly, because he keeps changing the timeline. Because your chances happen. of returning to the, same, to the same as what you remembered yeah. it would literally be infinitely small chance. Doesn't matter what you yeah. do in the past, your chance of returning to the future, people don't realise, would be literally one in an infinite number. Yeah, because you've got to yeah, get the yeah. right one, yeah, that you're going yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it, with this, there is quite, I mean, I, 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 I'm pro, I'm pro Time Cop here. There is quite a good scene <laughs> at this point that. Um, <laughs> You get Ron Silver straight away coming for a little tour and with another investor. <laughs> and John Claude knows that it's Ron Silver. Ron yeah. Silver knows that it's John Claude. And they have this little kind of back and forth of like, kind of like menacing little, uh, you know, it, it's quite, I mean, I quite liked it. This early on, I thought that was quite good. It is quite unique, I suppose, to re- to make it so obvious so early on that everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like how it ends up just like staring at each other for about ten minutes as well, just, yeah. just in the corridor. Yeah, like the way he's sitting on his desk. Jean Claude's like just sitting on his desk, like like he's he's a cool cop. Yeah, he's the cool cop. Um, we also learn in this moment that the same matter cannot occupy the same space at the same time, uh, mm. which is very important to remember. Weird, Chris is shaking his head <laughs> because it's bullshit, isn't it, Chris? That's not a thing, is it? I don't know. I guess matter is mostly space anyway, isn't it? Empty space, so you could have, like, mergings of things. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a nonsense line that that is worse when you see what the payoff for it is. Yeah. Mm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've set it up anyway. Uh, it's quite an interesting bit when Silver leaves and he's talking to his campaign manager and the campaign manager says, you're gaining numbers with the pro-life, pro-death penalty coalition and the close <laughs> our border America for Americans anti-immigration faction. Mm. And I was like, fuck, that kind of sounds that like now. Yeah. It's like, that's what Trump's doing right now. Don't um, you think these are the worst future cars in any film we've seen? Yes, <laughs> and I love them. I think they're amazing. They're so blocky. 
They're like a well, they're just obviously wheel. like someone's got a Montego and put some plywood over it and painted it, isn't it? That's what's going on. They're really stupid, aren't they? I mean, they're absolutely awful. They just look because it's just it's so obviously it's an old car, isn't it? With just shit on top of it. They look a bit like a worse version of the Batmobile from like the Nolan. Like they're that blocky, aren't they? I love as well how like as well as those cars, there's lots of golf caddies everywhere. That's the other thing they've got. It's just golf caddies. <laughs> I really like the. Car. I like they are stupid. I like that they commit that everyone's got one at least. Like but, uh, the thing I was going to say about the inside was the interior of it is about three feet wider than the exterior, and they're sat there. It's like <laughs> in this massive stretch limo, and you cut to it outside, it's just like a Fiesta with a, like a roof on it, a funny roof. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, scene though. Ron Silver chewing it up, brilliant. Yeah, uh, Van Dam also says, "I tell you this: if I cannot go back to save her, this scumbag's not going back to steal my money." That's what he said. <laughs> that was. Yeah, thank you. Um, as he stares at a Polaroid um, of, of his wife. Now, the next scene, I couldn't believe I wrote this, but I wrote, so Minority Report ripped off Time Cop. <laughs> because the next scene is literally what happens in Minority Report. John Claude goes back, watches videos or future videos of his wife and starts quoting the lines that he's saying in the video. It's exactly what Tom Cruise does in Minority Report, isn't it? True, it's true, yeah. Except it's done with a bit better graphics in in uh, Minority Report. Also, um, it's a strange home video he's kept there of like, mm. isn't she like building something in the garden? Yeah, like a bird bath or something. Yeah, birdhouse, mm. I think. I suppose it's the area where you've been doing everything, didn't you? Because everyone had cam calls yeah. all the time. I don't know. yeah. And he's got, um, it, they're tapes, aren't they, as well? They're not DVDs or Blu-rays. They're still tapes, I think. Tapes, yeah. Um, well, they've anyway, got the tapes where they've got the cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, the same blocky building. The, um, um, the aspect ratios change as well uh, in the future. His TV oh. appears to be on some sort of crazy, like, 21.9 sort of thing going on. I don't know if they've adopted, like, CinemaScope. <laughs> but it's a, very, it's a very wide, thin, I thought that's not... That ain't a that's interesting. Ratio for a TV. Well, that's, yeah. that's an interesting development. Uh, luckily, we don't have to think about this long because these two crazy assassins come in and try and fight uh, Van Damme. Van Damme's in his boxer shorts. I would say this is one of the worst knife fights ever committed <laughs> because all Van Damme does is hold the knife centrally like this yeah. while the other man flays around and somehow only ever hits yeah. the knife which is in the centre. He doesn't move, like, does he? Van Damme doesn't no. move. He just stands like that, yeah. No, it, 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 it's, it, 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 there's clips of it online because it ends with this ima- Im, like amazing... He does a double, uh, a double splits over a desk, uh, over his uh, kitchen units, doesn't he? Yeah. While the guy electrocutes himself in the water. Um, <laughs> it is worth watching that. You can see that scene uh, online. Uh, so you get a bit of action and also you get the appearance of Fielding, who is from in, in, Internal Affairs. Uh, so she's here now to... Um, Kind of to be a bit sassy, to talk. I mean, again, I would say Time Cop, a little bit better than other films. You think you know where Fielding's going, don't you? I mean, she seems to be a kind of surrogate love interest That's or true, yeah. partner yeah. or... It doesn't really go that way, does it? You know? No, you're right, you're right. It's a bit uh, bit different. Um, and then anyway, we're, next thing we know, uh, we're back... Uh, in the uh, offices, the Time Cop offices, and we finally get to see how they do time travel, which is... Do we think... Yeah, is it one of the stupidest time travel devices you've ever seen? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, for people unfamiliar with Time Cop, it is a bit of track with a kind of drag sled thing at one end, 
and then a wall at the other end and they shoot the to sled down the track at the wall and at some point time travel happens but when they and then appear, when they arrive in the past though right yeah yeah they're not in the sled anymore no, are no, they that's gone yeah and then but when they come back to the future they're in the sled yeah how it's not really. They've been travelling really fast in the past. Like even if you disregard all the sled and everything, like they'd be travelling really fast in the past, and they'd just fly into just a wall, like shooting through the air. Yeah, yeah. I did like how uh, traumatic it was. The, the idea that like they were absolutely screaming in terror every time they did it. I like that about it. It was a quite a nice. Yeah, I mean, and they, they basically this whole scene is just uh, Van Damme making a joke about two bloody splats that are on the wall that just used to be two people that worked for the agency who impaled themselves on the wall and died. Mm. Um, a- I do like about the machine is they, and I've used it in my one, the in reason is that the can't go in the future because it, the future is only available to, because the machine was built and it's an yeah. eight. Well, the way they describe it in this film is bullshit. Cause they say the future hasn't been written yet. Yeah. But I've thought, oh, it'd just be better that if the way this machine ages is essentially that the way the machine forges its way through the future is that's the the, the most in the future you can go. Yeah, that, no, makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, you can only go back. Um, is there yeah. a film where someone goes back in a time machine to to break the invention of the time machine? Has that been done? Tenet. Yeah. Is that what they're doing in that? They're Isn't that in well, they're trying to stop the invention of time travel, aren't they? Isn't he trying to do something like that in time crimes? Doesn't he try and isn't there the machine? Doesn't he try and break the machine in that? I can't remember. I mean, that was a pretty clever. That was a pretty closed loop of a film. That's the that's the best one we've seen, I think, for it. Yeah, like, probably. The, I guess because the scale's so small in that film, it was easier to to make it a coherent whole. But yeah. They have these pretty cool handheld devices that they get, weirdly. Uh, shit tricorder. Yeah, like a shit tricorder, yeah. Um, but basically, Van Damme and Fielding are back in 94 because that's where the baddies have gone. Um, and they go to this place where a guy is making cold chips that work, microchips that work in extreme cold. Yeah. Is it that? I think it's that. And basically... So then, and as as Sam pointed out, we get this great Ron Silver and Ron Silver stuff. So Ron Silver from the past is there to say no to a deal, to say, I don't want to do this deal, I don't want to get in on this. But then Ron Silver from the future turns up, who needs money (laughs) for his presidential campaign, um, because he's got quite a limited plan here. It's just get money, be the president. It's not much more than that. Um, And he says, do the deal, because you're going to make loads of money. Um, and that's kind of, that's his plan, is to tell himself to do the deal, like, isn't it? I, I guess because mm. they couldn't do the sports almanac thing, could they? Because it would have been done. <laughs> yeah. So they thought, how else can we funnel money into a, a future person? Yeah. A, yeah. a, a stock deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty underwhelming, really, isn't it? Yeah. It also asks the question, like, if you if you understand this is the easiest way to get money, why is he sending back people to do like weird deals on the stock exchange in the twenties and all these random robberies in olden days? Like, yeah. why not just go and do a couple of these deals? Like, all you do is just buy stock in like I don't know Microsoft in nineteen eighty five, don't you? 
Yeah. And you don't, yeah, you, you, you'd only need one or two of them, like you yeah. say. I don't really see why you need, he needs to constantly be going back doing money stuff. Unless, like, although, unless though, if, if, right, say, you had to only take very small stakes in lots of companies, because if you took a big stake, it would change history uh, too much because say you're like a majority shareholder in or just under Microsoft yeah old you is you have a lot more influence and maybe things go a completely different way in the future well I mean I guess Time Cop does deliver on that because after this scene because Silver does invest oh, true. Goes back, yeah, we go to an alternate yeah. version of the future so maybe you're right maybe they're only doing small uh, little deals because that doesn't affect the time I don't know we do also, as I say, get this good twist at this point where actually Fielding turns out to be a baddie. She was working for Silver all along. Mm. Um, and you get this kind of bit where, like, Van Damme's like, oh, I'm not going to hit a girl. And then he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to beat you up. And then she's <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, I do want to fight a woman. Oh, I changed my mind. Um, but smack. yeah, smack. Uh, and then she gets, and then she kind of gets, you think she's killed, don't you? I mean, she gets shot by, uh, um, by Silver. Yeah. And Silver. Silver uh, jumps out, uh, yeah, after saying a load of great things to himself, like, lay off the cookies and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't interrupt me when I'm talking to myself. He says that as well. Um, uh, yeah, so JCVD jumps back, but, as we talked about earlier, the, the future is now completely different because Ron Silver owns all the technology in their agency yeah. and is, in fact, shutting the agency down because he doesn't want them fucking with him anymore. Um, and the boss doesn't know... He does know who he is, doesn't he? But he doesn't know that they're friends or something. Yeah, it's really... It's quite confusing, this scene, isn't it? It's as it? though he still works there, but they've just never had dinner or something like that, isn't it? Like, he knows his wife, yeah. and he can't believe he knows his wife. Yeah. yeah. And as we said, surely this would be happening all the time. Like, mm. every time someone jumped, they'd be jumping back to a different like office or Cause, different because also if it's changed where is shouldn't there be another John claude van damme yeah 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 it's i mean it, i think it goes off the rails a little bit with it <laughs> i mean it, i'm not saying it's well plotted but yeah it, this whole alternate bit doesn't really make any sense no um because surely it would just be happening either they need to explain that they're in some kind of stasis field that locks their, their time person. point or something yeah. i don't know or... Because, 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 like we said, like it will always change, and you know, like he's like his wife isn't dead, for instance, and he's got kids and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, which things can take a while to to come to terms with and work out. Yeah, if this is happening every time he goes back, and there's not another version of him, then you just you would not, you wouldn't know what's going on ever, would you? You'd be so confused by everything. Yeah, and and you couldn't even write it down. It's not even like kind of like memento. Yeah. You couldn't write it down because of those paperwork or the computer files wouldn't <laughs> exist because you didn't do it. So how are you going to know what's changed? Like. Would you have to read your own file every time you came back from I suppose a jump? You'd have, to, you'd have to go back to yourself pre-time travel and go, at some point in the future, time travel is going to exist. <laughs> and and, and you, me, you and me are going to split off in all these directions. Yeah. So no matter what happens, you've got to keep extensive notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that when I, mean, I come back, to whoever I come back to... Like I say, I think there's a pretty funny kind of... There's almost a, a, There is kind of a comedy here or a very kind of like mucked up psychedelic time travel film where they just keep coming back and everything's just different all the time yeah and like that, I, I, I think... thought they were going to be two John Claude Van Damme's and that would be the joke but like he'd have a, a dumber version of him in the future yeah. they'd be like it who yeah, works for uh, Silver 
You do get as well a great bit where Ron Silver slams his aide's face against the side of the car, breaks <laughs> breaks his nose, which is great. Um, so, oh, so anyway, everything's kind of gone wrong. So Jean-Claude Van Damme's plan is to go and find Fielding, isn't it? Like he thinks it's to do with her. So he jumps back again to 1994 to go to the hospital uh, to find Fielding. But his wife is at the hospital getting her... Uh, getting her results from a pregnancy test. Um, and uh, so that's kind of, oh, no, he's going to bump into his wife. When he goes to get the blood, uh, Fielding's blood, do you know that there's a vial marked McCready from The Thing? There's a little nod. Um, yeah, nice, it's quite a nice, nice little... Yeah, quite a nice little nod. Uh, the Then, as he's in the hospital, there are the most suspicious people I've ever seen in the hospital. Those two thugs with their massively long <laughs> hair. I mean, like... Yeah, they're very, very obviously just people said that's another late eighties, early nineties sort of trope, isn't it? Though, like you've got to yeah. have this sort of absolute yeah. absurd version of gang yeah. <laughs> culture. And Van Damme's answer to all of this is just to jump out of the window of the hospital. Yeah. He just throws himself out the window <laughs> and just runs away. Um, and as I say, weirdly, this is where we loop all the way back to the beginning of the film, and he goes and finds his wife. Uh, kind of accosts her before she meets him again. Yeah. Um, and kind of fills her in. I don't. I mean, it's it's getting quite complicated at this point. But yeah, he kind of tells her uh, that there's stuff going on. This is the bit I suppose that is kind of a bit tenet, isn't it? This bit. Repeat. Like, yeah, the repeating of the past, I guess. But it's also a bit like Back to the Future, a bit like a lot of things, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Time travel. Yeah. Um, but also at this point, she tells him that she is pregnant, so it's kind of. She's kind of doing the right thing this time uh, yeah. by him, even though... It was too dark, wasn't it? I couldn't see what was going on for a lot of this. It was very... Well, yes. And then we, bab- we barrel into the final, uh, the kind of final act, which uh, I've put double impact here because we do, at this point, have two Jean-Claude Van Dams, a 94 Jean-Claude Van Damme and a 2004 Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it is extremely dark, yeah. For some reason, I mean, I don't know... I mean, I was watching a Blu-ray version of it and it was still really, really dark. I don't know what is it because the effects weren't very good, or they didn't want you to see it was a stunt double, or what do you think it was? Mm, I don't know really. I just I don't know. It was just too dark, wasn't it? Yeah. Some films are, aren't they? Some films, I guess, because yeah. on a on a cinema screen, it doesn't matter so much. Just you can tell what's going on. Yeah. So basically, we again we we basically recreate the beginning where these thugs, Ron Silver's thugs, are in the house, and John Claude gets because in the first time round, John Claude just gets knocked out, but this time round, there are two John Claudes. So they're kind of beating up the thugs. Ron Silver's got in the only on the action. He's got the wife. Uh, it's all kind of kind of lots of crazy kung fu and stuff. And then we kind of get to the point, uh, the kind of near the end. And this is the bit of the film most people might know because it is one of let's let's say it now the worst special effects in history, probably. I think mm. probably not in history, but in this. Big of a film in this yeah. climactic of a scene, yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if you were to Google top 10 worst special effects, this is going to be in that list, yeah, because it is a, such a terrible effect. But the run up to the special effect is quite amusing because you've got um, two van basically you end up with two Van Dams and two or two Ron Silver, but isn't it that so Ron Silver has his wife but also has a bomb vest on, yeah, from the future because he's like, Well, I'll just kill everyone because there's the old past me so i'll be fine i don't care yes but then 
Van Damme had invited the old past Ron Silver there. As well, yeah. So then Ron Silver will wipe himself out. So yeah. he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like outplayed him, I guess. Um, and there's this kind of big kerfuffle, and the wife uh, kind of a big back up, and then suddenly Van Damme pushes Ron Silver into the other Ron Silver, and as we know, uh, two bits of matter can't <laughs> occupy the same space. So we get this special effect, which, I mean, it. how would you describe it? It looks like something out of kind of David Cronenberg, doesn't it? It tur- They turn into this kind of weird it, monster. You know, it looks like um, like a, an, a 2000s like, computer modelling programme. And when you very first <laughs> load it up, it like textures a block for you, doesn't it? And yeah. when you're like, just messing around with it, you just drag your mouse around a bit and you make like a blob. Yeah. Mm. It's that, isn't it, really? It, mm. It's very, very odd. It's very, very. It's, it's meant a, to be like flesh, I suppose, isn't it? But it just looks. Yeah. Just look, oh, I don't know. It's ter- it, it, absolutely it, terrible. It's. I think the the thing that's weird is it's kind of disgusting because yeah, it's this kind of weird fleshy kind of blobby creature which seems a bit out of place in this kind of film anyway. But yeah. it's also terribly done. Yeah. So mm. it's bad and it's kind of bad. There's in no. Kind of, there's no even attempt to get skin right. No. no like, also, hasn't it got like a there's a big like circle shadow, isn't there? Which is meant to be the shadow of it, but as it changes shape, <laughs> the shadow just stays a big circle on the floor. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's kind of horrifying in a lot of different ways. I mean, I'm pretty sure again, if the listener wants to look that up, it's it's pretty available on YouTube. It's it's terrible. Um and then I've written here a happy ending question mark because this is the kind of time travel crux of it all. Mm. John Claude goes back. Everyone's happy. Everyone remembers him. Ron Silver is just this person that died years ago. Not even a person, really. Um, His house wasn't blown up. It's still there. He has a son now. His wife's also pregnant with another child. Mm -hmm. But the kind of depressing thing is, Jean-Claude Van Damme has no memory of the last 10 years at all. And there's obviously not two Jean-Claude Van Dammes in in this reality. There's only one. So kind of the question is, is it happy or not? Like, would you, would you be happy to, would you rather have a kind of happy future, but you couldn't remember the 10 years of having that future or kind of the, 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 the sadness that you actually did experience? Like, what is better? It's quite a big philosophical question, isn't it? Well, don't, the other question as well is that, that in back in time, we've got old John Vlaude Claude Van Damme, he's been through this whole from the other side of it process, yeah. right? He's living this life where he gets off his children, but with the knowledge that at some point in the future, he's got to go back in time and basically erase his memory of this. I guess so. Because he, yeah. he knows that there's a future him out there, so he must do this. And he yeah. also knows that future him has no recollection of this life. So... He's can't much of a life to lead, can it? Knowing like no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose all these memories, and another version of me is going to get them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of happens in Back to the Future, doesn't it? Because Marty comes back mm. and everything's changed, but he has no memory of this happy life he's had, where his family are all like rich and the dad is a writer and everyone's happy. Like if Marty doesn't have any mem- doesn't remember that because mm. it's the Marty that did all the time traveling, and this is the Jean Claude that did all the time traveling. So. Is it happy? Like, is that good? Because they're just your wife is just going to be like, "Oh, do you remember when our child was born?" You'd be like, "No, I don't. I've got absolutely no memory of my child being born." I mean, I think they kind of throw in that other pregnancy, like, "Oh, well, at least he's around for that one." one. Yeah. 
But that's pretty crappy for this poor little ten-year-old boy who has, you know, like it's really weird. It's kind of inadvertently quite a dark ending, (laughs) like without it meaning to be. Um, Yeah. Um, Oddly, Time Cop got uh, a sequel, a direct-to-video DVD sequel called Time Cop Two: The Berlin Decision, uh, which is a very odd subtitle. Uh, I haven't seen it. No. Uh, writing in Ain't It Cool News, Scott Foy said, Honestly, I can't decide whether to recommend the movie or not. I swear there are moments in this movie where you want to laugh and bang your head against the wall out of frustration at the same time. So that sounds fun. Um, there was also a TV series of uh, Time Cop, uh, which had the boss in it. The boss's character was still the same name, but played by a different actor. Right. But everyone else was uh, um, was different. Um, and uh, of that show, uh, the guys that created it, who the guys that wrote the comic, they said, uh, in 2020 hindsight, I wish the show had been darker and grittier, both in terms of storytelling and stylistically, but we were, we were trying to deliver an 8pm show. That meant doing something suitable for children, so gritty wasn't going to happen. So basically, we're talking like a Space Precinct kind yeah. of style, I guess. Um uh, allegedly, in 2014, there was news that uh, there would be a uh, remake of Time Cop, but nothing's kind of ever happened since. Uh, do you think it needs a remake? I mean, well, it's such a like a, tr- a played out idea anyway. Like plenty of films are doing this sort of thing in a different way, aren't they? Like a yeah. Lo- Looper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think Time Cop on its own was enough. I, don't, I get. I guess they had a TV series because they thought, oh, we could just do little crimes like one-off episodes. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's in, an interesting side note to say is that Van Damme had a serious cocaine heb- habit during the nineties. <laughs> at one yeah. point, consuming ten grams per day at the cost of ten thousand a week. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot I of good stories about his um, like backstage behavior, isn't there? Especially on Street Fighter, I think he's just yeah. an absolute. He was just basically like sleeping with Kylie Minogue and shouting at everybody else all the time. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah generally being mental. Yeah. Um, so that's Time Cop. What do what are our final thoughts on Time Cop, Sam? What what did you make of it overall? Um, well, a lot better than Universal Soldier. Yes. That straight away. Yeah. It was a lot more fun to watch. It still ain't great, and as we've discussed, there's a lot of problems with the plot, but. I think it, it, it's quite like slight, isn't it? It gets through it quite mm. fast. It doesn't really like stay anywhere too long. Um, no. I really enjoyed Ron Silver. I thought he was. I thought he was brilliant. He's really good fun. He's yeah. he's the sort of thing you want to remember from the nineties. You know, like that kind yeah. of sleazy sort of shit bag. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. As I say, having watched him as a soldier, I was really scared this was going to be mm. absolutely terrible, and it wasn't. That. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Chris, how about you? I kind of enjoyed it. I, I mean, I saw it a couple of times when I was young, but it all kind of merged into the shit of the time. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's pretty poor considering the time it was made, the budget it had. Mm. Pretty big budget, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, what is it? 27 million? I mean... Mm. <clears throat> it's half like what the biggest of films would have got yeah. back then. I guess they just spunked it on those cars and that <laughs> weird rocket sled. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not special effects wise. I mean, yeah, it's hard to think that anyone did that special effect and was like, was yeah, happy with it. <laughs> wow, we did it, guys. This is the moment everyone's going to remember. It's, it's very lawnmower man, that effect, isn't it? And yeah. that's the same year, I think, isn't it? It's the same sort yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. But you enjoyed it, Chris, overall. Yes, I had a good time. Hmm. It was kind of funny. I liked how funny it was in in sort of places in like how crap it was yeah um but yeah i mean we've seen a lot worse i, I guess yeah. but yeah it was a lot more knowing than you as a soldier it's, it's human wasn't it it knew yes. what it was a lot more which... yeah no i i'm completely with you on this one well both of you but definitely sam i was a bit worried because i remember universal soldier being good and it just wasn't it was actually <laughs> terrible and i was very scared that i just misremembered this as well and it would be terrible but this is a lot lighter it's a lot funnier i think actually for what it is i think there's actually quite a few plot twists and kind of intelligently written moments yeah. more intelligent than this film deserves you know like like i said that opening kind of speech the the whole character of ron silver i think is quite original although his motive is ridiculous um, and the whole thing with Fielding being like, you think she's just going to be this kind of love interest and that's who he's going to end up with. But then she yeah. turns out to be very different to that. Um, mm. So it's kind of, I think it's above average. As you say, we've watched a, a heck of a lot worse. Did um, you say Van Damme's best film, Alex? <sighs> more, I do love Street Fighter because it's so bad. <laughs> Double Impact. This I is remember, probably the best one. Maybe this. I mean, I remember Double Impact being really fun. What's the one, the the hockey game one? That, I like oh, that Sudden Death, Sudden where, Death he, yeah. where he fights a guy dressed as a penguin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a fun like film. in an outfit. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny. Um, What's it called? Sudden yeah, Death. Yeah, Sudden Death. Oh, that's the um, same director, that is. Hard Target. That's all right. I mean, none of these are science fiction. We've yeah. still yet to see Cyborg, which I quite want us to watch, which is, uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be bad, though. Um, but yeah, I guess, well, where does it go? So uh, Universal Soldier went very, very low. So I'm not even probably going to try and wonder. Uh, it's 156 one, Universal Soldier, but it's, it's better, better, better than that. This is way better than that. Yeah. I mean, what do we reckon? It's kind of mid-table-ish, like... Have a look. Let's have a look here. Yeah, I'm trying to look for something that's a bit... 70s? Yeah. 80s? So, yeah, like uh, maybe eight, maybe 80s, actually. I yeah, think it's I'd better... say like 85, maybe, something like that. Because you've got June there. Independence Day is 84. Is that going to be a bit of a... Uh... I think below June... Yeah, below June, probably. Yeah. Is it better than Search for Spock? Yes. Uh, I would, I <laughs> prefer Spock. Search for Spock. But is it better Star than... Trek. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Island of it's Dr. Probably... Moreau is a good spot. Yeah it's, yeah, it's probably better than Island of Dr. Moreau, isn't it? 89? I mean, 80, 89, yeah. I think you can't be disappointed with the top 100 viewing for that, because I really thought it was going to be, as you say, like, right down the bottom, so that's yeah. good to... So there we have it. That is Time Cop. Uh, that, uh, is that the highest? That's probably his highest entry, isn't it? Old uh, Van Damme? Mm. Well, yeah, because if you watch the, it's two. Universal Soldier, the return is at 132. Mm. And the other one was uh, somewhere else low. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. 
Well, we might come back to Jean-Claude. Uh, we may not. Who knows? Uh, but I enjoy it. It was a good one. It was, uh, mm, like I say, yeah, yeah. a bit of misleading for anyone who did think it was like Tenant. Uh, we found like there was maybe one moment <laughs> that was like Tenant, but that was it. Um, and that was about it. But next week, we mentioned birthdays at the top of the show. It was Chris's birthday. Because of that, mm. he is the birthday king. He gets to say yeah. what we watch. And what mm. are we watching, Chris? Well, it's, it's linked because it's time travel. And um, yeah. it's yeah. the the next Star Trek film on the agenda because we're counting up through the Star Trek films. So we get to Star Trek Eight, which is uh, Star Trek First Contact. Mm. Mm, exciting. Um, yes, very exciting. I I can tell you that I have a quiz written by my old boss Tom. Uh, Brilliant. So yeah, I hope it's the level of you know uh, minutia that I require. Yeah. Okay. Do you want do you want to know something exciting about this quiz? Mm-hmm. It's in two sections. Data is the technical section, and law is a is a story <laughs> section. And you can pick. Wh- so I'm a, I, I'm, I've I've split them up. So I'm when we do it, I'll say which side do you want to pick questions from. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think one's got more questions in it than the other, and I know which side Chris will always pick from. Um, but yeah, so there you go. We've got a, we've got a quiz. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go deep on Trek. We're going to go deep trekking into First Contact next Sounds time. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. Proper Trek as well, not that yeah. shy to do nowadays. No. Uh, any, any correspondence, anything else to catch up with? Um, oh, yes. By the time this is out, we will have a UK store. So look for that in the link. Woo! I'm pointing down, pointless. I'm whoop, not, whoop, I'm not in your there. podcast app, but on the, <laughs> if you scroll down through your podcast app, there'll be a link to an English wow. shop to buy our merch. So he's, go and do that. He's gone and done it. He spent. He's, if you managed to make it work, nearly. It's the, it, you, what you did was fine. I just had to link oh. it up, basically. So yeah, it's, it's, it'll be live soon. So uh, yeah. are my leggings on there and my pants that I, I made? kept it all. <laughs> Brilliant. Why not? Someone's buy, to buy it. You buy know? yourself a silver science fiction rating system necklace. <laughs> Yeah, great. Well, that's good to know. More merch, merch on the way. Yep. It, it, cheap merch. If just you're in time not... for Christmas. Yeah, just in time for Christmas. If you're in America, our original merch site is fine. It's just if you're anywhere else in the world, yeah, we'll keep them both. Actually, we'll I needed some some of the American merch uh, turned up here. I ordered some. Oh wow! Can you show us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. I it's upstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe next time we record, you can be yeah. wearing the t-shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Lovely. Okay. Well, that's it from us. So uh, we'll all sign off. We'll be back soon with Star Trek. Uh, so, yeah, well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and it's uh, goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye from Sam. Bye bye. And goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. bye.